Hi, I'm Raylene Taskowski, and I've talked to over 10,000 women about sex over the past decade. Welcome to the Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast. Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like... How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And... How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also... Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree. It's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. (laughs) You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. (laughs) Welcome to the Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast, hosted by Raylene Taskowski and some other guests. And today's guest is Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee from the podcast The A to Z of Sex, which I have been on a few times. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bisbee. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I am excited for today's episode, episode. I'm excited for today's episode because we are going to be talking about a subject that I talk about pretty frequently at my parties, but with which I have zero experience. And I will just go right out on a limb and tell you guys right now, I had to have a little bit of wine to go into this episode so I could be comfortable. And uh, I am drinking the uh, Stonington Vineyard um, Newport White, which they call their porch powder, and it's delicious. And no, I'm not sponsored by them, but I do love my wine over there. So there's that. Uh, And I just, I really want to talk about anal. And I know that Dr. Lori has some information that she can share with us. Okay, so where should we start? I have just like the the basics that I tell people at parties is because the number one question everybody always has is, will there be poo? Um, And my answer is always, it's kind of like a tube of toothpaste. No matter how much you squeeze it out, there's still just a teeny bit. So um, it's not going to spurt all over you, but there will be some. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it can. It depends on. Um, it depends on what you do, right? Okay. So let's be clear that you can clean yourself out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. Yes. Yourself, you can I recently yourself- heard of, uh, and we actually, my company actually sells them now, um, the, the enema kits. Basically. Yeah, you can have a really big enema, or you can have a small enema. And um, there's a kit over here somewhere because I've got a beginner's kit. Um, but it, it's a, it's like a little squeegee ball really. So it's not, so you could actually do a full enema, which actually fills the person up completely. Right. And then, um, you kind of cork it for, for a little bit and then they go to the bathroom and, you know, you can do that and really flush your system out in a big way. Or you can do the small enema, which is really just basically doing a clean, um, and you're not going to like try and get all the way up into the intestines, right? You're just doing it clean. Um, And so then chances are, if you do that, you won't have that much poo, but it's possible you will. It depends on what you're using and how deep you're going. Okay. Right. Um, And if you have some, it's likely to be a little, it's the only time it's going to be a lot is if you didn't actually go to the loo or clean yourself out. Right. So one of the ways I explain that to people is, you know, if you're about to go on a road trip and you say to yourself, all right, before I get in the car, I'm just going to take a quick pee. And we can always pee a little bit. Like if you have, even if you don't have to pee, you can always pee. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to go take a dump before I leave, 
if you don't have to poop, you don't have to poop. There's a sphincter muscle at the top and there's a sphincter muscle at the bottom. And unless the one on the top releases it into the colon, uh, is that the right word? Col yeah. yeah. Um, and then you feel the urge to go to the bathroom. If you don't feel the urge to go to the bathroom, you're not full of poop. You've just right. got the toothpaste amount, like I said. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's it, 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 that's right, that's correct. So, I mean, it's not gonna suddenly come out of you from all the way up in your body. It's, <laughs> it's gotta be, it's gotta be, you've gotta be close to going to the bathroom. So you should always try and go to the bathroom beforehand. And really, and you should always give a good clean of the area because anal includes a lot of things, right? So let's talk about the kinds of activities that we would put under anal stimulation. So with anal stimulation, you can be using your fingers, you can be using toys, you can be using small toys, you can be using larger toys, you can be using humongous toys, right? So there are butt plugs, there are vibrating butt plugs, there are prostate massagers, which have a bit of a different shape and, and are used for um, humans who um, came with penises, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, because ones that are born with vulvas do not have a prostate. prostate <laughs> But you, but you can still enjoy anal. It's just you're, it, you're, it's different. Right. Um, and so you could be using a toy. You can be using a thin toy, large toy, blah, blah, blah. Some people do anal training. Yeah. And it, um, and particularly if you are, um, and there's a good set by B-Vibe. B-Vibe does a lot of specifically anal toys. Like that's their thing. Mm -hmm. And they have a, a lovely, an, it's an anal training set and it starts with a relatively thin butt plug. And then the second one is actually vibrating. It's a larger, but it's vibrating. And the third is weighted. So it doesn't vibrate, but it's weighted to oh, wow. give you different sensations and different sizes. And it comes with, they have these really cool squirt, squirty things that you fill with lube so you could squirt. A lube, a lube squirter. I just talked yeah. about that a couple weeks ago on one of my podcasts. So it gets all the way up there, not just that's, right at the very entrance. That's right. So, you know, and so they give you three lube squirters and a, um, a little enema ball so that you have all of that. Um, and, you know, so you can take your time so that if you want, if somebody's going to use a large dildo on you, or if somebody's got a large penis, that you're not going to feel intense pain, because that's not the point. Right. That's right. not the point. And you have to relax in order not to feel intense pain. And, and that can be a different thing. I mean, you know, look, most people think of it as this is meant to push stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. Not take stuff in. So it can be very, um, feel a bit overwhelming and a bit frightening and, um, and it can come with a bit of pain. Well, look, if there's a hole in a body, somebody's trying to stick something in it. I mean, right. everybody's got a, a finger in the nose or something in the mouth, something in the vagina, something in the butt. The only thing that's, and, and even our ears, somebody's always trying to jam a Q-tip in the ear. Absolutely. We're uncomfortable with all our holes. We want to put something in all of them. In all our holes. So, I mean, so we, so we can put all these things in your butt. And you can also, there's also oral to anal. So there's also rimming. And so people will put a tongue in your butt. I mean, that is definitely a thing. Um, so those are all the different ways in which you can stimulate that area. It is a highly sensitive area. Right. A lot of nerve endings. A lot of nerve endings and also inside 
we, they talk about the A spot. And basically, if you know about your clitoris, if you were born with one of these and you know about your clitoris, you know that most of your clitoris is inside the body. Right. And that some of it people think, I mean, there's still argument about whether the G spot is different erectile tissue, but I'm going to go with the easy solution. That if most of my clitoris is inside my body and that's erectile tissue, the G spot's probably part of my clitoris. Right. Just, right. just going to go with that. The A spot, again, there's some that it's easier to get to through the anus. Okay. So that's part, you're, you're hitting on part of the clitoris there as well. So oh, that actually makes so much sense. Because if you see the clitoris and you see the clitoral legs, mm -hmm. then it makes sense that you've got the bulbs and you've got the legs. And yeah, that's exactly where they would be. Right. And so that's why it's pleasurable for women. Right. Right. Look that's at you why, learning new shit. So that's why it's pleasurable for women. With men, it's the prostate. Right. But men have an actual organ in there, you know, that, that can be reached in the, through there. And that is pleasurable. And that, you know, that stimulation is very pleasurable. For women, it is part of the whole kit and caboodle. And, um, and so when women go, oh, I, you know, I don't do that. Oh, no, there's nothing fun for us in there. No, there is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I say, well, I know that it's, I used to make a comedy joke about it, but then I stopped because it wasn't really hitting really well, but it made sense. So the, the first time someone touches your breast, it's the most awesome thing ever, right? And then the first time someone touches your clitoris, it's the most awesome thing ever. And so when you're looking at the regular bases, everybody's like, you know, first base, second base, third base, home run is sex. But then I was throwing out there, positing perhaps, that uh, the, 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 the anus is actually just the outfield. It's, it's another place and where you can go that'll give you an, an extra sensation, but it's, um, there's a, a lot of nerve endings there, but in any woman who's ever had a Brazilian will tell you, not nearly as many as the clitoris, because I saw a comedian one time and she did it a whole bit and she was like, and then they ripped so they're talking about when they get around the butthole and she yep. says, and they ripped the wax off and I saw God. And I was like, girl, you did not have a Brazilian wax. Cause it, I don't feel shit when they do the butthole, but when they go around the clitoris, when they get around the inside of that vulva, now you see God, you see God, you see God's mom, you see God's dad, you see God's aunt and uncle. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah. But around that area generally doesn't feel too much. But the reality, and I do this in my parties, and I do this at the parties, and I'm like, well, like, ooh, don't touch that. But, you know, somebody rubs a finger or a tongue, and you're like, stop that. <laughs> do it again. Right? Yeah, and it absolutely. doesn't necessarily mean penetration, but anal stimulation still feels good. Absolutely, and that's the point. So there are so many different ways of doing this. Um, I mean, so things you should know. If you're going to put anything inside other than a tongue, which has its own lubrication, if you're going to put anything in, and we'll talk about risk and stuff in a second, but if you're going to put anything inside, lube, 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 lube. You know I'm a big fan of talking about lube, so yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and the reality is, is that we do actually lubricate some from the anus. You know, the, 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 the thing that most people say is because yeah, the, there's no lubrication there. Well, no, if you've pooped, you know that we do lubricate, Right. But, but we I don't, don't want to use that as my lube. <laughs> we don't lubricate much. Right. 
right? It's not like the vagina that will lubricate, right? We don't lubricate much. And so you really need to make sure you've got a good amount of lube. And you can't really go overboard with lube there. Like, don't be sparing because, again, it's going to wear away quickly. It's going to soak in quickly. It's going to disappear quickly. Um, so lube both parts, right? <laughs> You're putting yes. something in. So I had, I had always thought that um, you want to use a silicone lubricant in the back door because silicone is going to stay on the surface, whereas a water base will soak in. But then I had heard in a couple other source, sources say that you want to use a water-based lubricant, which does not make sense to me at all. But do you have any? It depends on what you're doing. Okay, okay. so silicon does sit on the surface and doesn't and doesn't soak in as easily. And, and therefore, um, yes, it is a better anal lubricant. However, if you're using condoms, you have problems with silicon lubricants. True. And, yeah. um, and if you're having anal sex, unless you're fluid bonded with somebody, you damn well better be using condoms, just saying. Yeah. Um, and if you are using uh, silicon toys, then you absolutely don't want to use a silicon-based lubricant because you'll melt your toys. Yes. So um, while, it, yes, it is better. And if you are going bareback, that's what, I mean, that would be my choice right? I would be saying, yeah, please use this. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, so what you do if you're using water bases, you reapply lube. Okay, and yeah, one of the, yeah. that's one of the reasons for having the squirty thing because you get, you squirt it in and up before you have inserted anything because the squirty thing is really thin, right? So you squirt it in and up. So you've got it in the one end and then you put it on whatever you're putting in, be it penis, fingers, um, toys. Toy. Yeah. Awesome. So you've got both. Um, Excuse me. So, um, yeah, lots of lube. That's number one. Uh, number two, do make sure you go slowly initially. Oftentimes, people don't realize that their their mucous membranes um, may be a bit stiff. Again, um, you know, if you've ever been constipated and you've had a difficult time and you've ever had a slight tear, Ow. when you're when you're anxious if you haven't done this before and you're not used to putting something in there, you have the potential for, for tearing. So it will expand. It'll expand a whole lot, but you've got to give yourself the time to adjust. Okay, so none okay. of this, I'm going to shove something in and really hard. No, go in partially, sit and wait, allow to adjust, move, allow to adjust. You'll get used to it and then you'll be able to pick up the pace and then it'll just feel good and not, not awful. I had um, read somewhere that the main reason that you want to go slowly is because that sphincter muscle is obviously designed to hold things in, right? right. But um, if you go slowly and uh, you go in a little bit, that sphincter is going to spasm a little bit, which is that pain that people feel. Mm -hmm. And if you leave the, whatever you're putting in there in there for a small amount of time, the sphincter will just get used to it and it'll be like, okay, it's fine. And so that's where the pain comes from. Does that sound like that's Yeah, no, real? you do. I mean, th yes, there are, different, there are different reasons to have pain. A spasm is the most common, right? And so it, it's unpleasant. And, I, you know, you can get spasms for no apparent reason. They have nothing to do with anything. Um, and lots of people will know that feeling, um, particularly um, during pregnancy. Sometimes women get spasms. And it is very unpleasant feeling. Um, I got it at the OBGYN where she was just like, oh, I'm going to check your rectum. And it's just like, swoop, with absolutely no warning whatsoever. And I was just like, ah, 
what yeah. the fuck? You know, I was right. not happy. You know, whereas if you go in slowly and you and you and you wait, and also you have a lot of lube, um, and guys, warm lube, okay? Yeah. Right. You're wanting to make a muscle release, warm lube, not hot. Don't microwave it, please. You know. Right? <laughs> oh, I've I've got have seen people do that. Okay. Oh no. But, you know, but warm lube, and take your time. Take your time. If one angle is uncomfortable, try another one. Yes, I heard the worst angle is actually the one that everybody tries first is woman on the knees, guy from the back. I heard and that's the worst one. It depends on the person, but yeah, that can be quite that can be quite difficult. Just the same as when you think about when you when you you, you put a penis in a vagina that way as well. Right? You shorten that's up the vagina. Well, no, it's a great position. Well, yeah. it's also, but, but that's also often people's favorite way to have anal sex once they're used to it. Right. But I think for the same reason when I had heard it, it's that for the woman, it's most uncomfortable because one being on your knees creates tension in the back. And then also it, if he go, he can go too far too fast because of the position you're in. And I had heard side by side, is the best position to start in because he can't move too much, can't go forward fast. That that may be true, um, I, I, but a lot of people find that frustrating. They find the the maneuvering difficult. Okay. Um, but yes, I mean, you know, it, you know, just like when you're doing it doggy style, you can go very deep very quickly. You've got the same issue, so you've got to consciously decide to go slow. Right. Um, right. Again, also like sometimes it's easier if a woman controls her own penetration. So then you want to sit on him okay, or That's sit on her or sit on them because, you know, you sit yeah. on the dildos as well. Right. Right. So you want to be sitting slowly. I just feel like that's a weird angle. And then I, I mean, well, it's, not different. I, it's, not, it's no different than doing a doggy style, right? I mean, not doggy style, um, cowgirl style, right? You're just doing the same thing. You're just moving a little forward to use a different hole. I don't, you know what? I'm one of those weirdos that do not like it on top. I yeah, and I, no, I mean, some people don't, but some, but some women um, really find it much easier if they yeah, can have yeah. the control because yeah, they can control heard that. the depth of penetration, they can control how slow things go, and so that feels easier. I've also heard some women. Actually, some men find it easier that way too. I'm saying some women, but the reality is, is yeah. that this goes for whether you're um, male, female, non-binary, right? It doesn't matter. The person who is being penetrated, because all of us have buttholes, right, might find it easier to, to be to on control the penetration. Oh, for sure. I I was just thinking, like, I know a lot of women like like to be on top because they orgasm easier, but I have not found that to be the case for me at all. Like it's the only way I'll get on top is if I already came and I'm just trying to hurry this shit along. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, if, if you are somebody who is a germaphobe, this is probably not for you. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because although we're saying there's not going to be a lot of poo, there will be some, it's just inevitable. It's just, you know, it's just inevitable. I mean, it's up there. So, um, you know, you really, if you, if you are a germaphobe, unless you're going to do a whole huge enema, big clean out, it's probably not something you want to be doing. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a big factor there for me. Well, 
Yeah. If there is a big ick factor, it, it, it might be more difficult, you know? Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows if they watch the, uh, the, the uh, oral favor episode. I also don't like um, blowjobs. So my ick factor with sex is crazy. I just like orgasms, but the rest of it, I'm just like, eek. <laughs> so, I mean, if we want to talk about safety and stuff, I mean, as, uh, as I said earlier, if you're being penetrated, condoms. I mean, the, the main transmission of HIV, the easiest route for transmission of HIV is in anal sex. Why? Because the tissue is thinner there, and so micro tears are a bigger thing than they are with vulval tissue. Wow, I did not know right? that. It's a, it's a um, fluid-borne disease, and if you've got a, access to blood, that's where it is. So that's why anal sex is the biggest, the highest risk activity, hence gay men. All right, that it makes sense. So it wasn't about gay men had some specific thing. It was about anal sex. All right. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's, that's the, the easiest transmission for that and for hep C for the same reason. For any of the buggies, for the same reason, because yeah. you've got thinner tissue there, so it's easier to tear, and not big tears, like you just get microabrasion, for example, where yeah. you, you basically got so that you can access the bloodstream. Right. So because of that, condoms, 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 gloves if you're using your fingers. Ideally, if you're rimming, you want to be using a dental dam or saran wrap because a lot of people use saran wrap and don't bother with a dental dam although i just can never understand that but there it is well i mean you can't get a dental dam at target you know <laughs> uh, i mean but saran wrap is like so it can rip and it's like uh, yeah, no. and i don't know i've tried to rip saran wrap before and i've practically sliced my hand off trying to use that stupid little razor to cut it so i feel like saran wrap's pretty solid pretty solid is oh, that happening a lot more recently? Because I've been hearing about it from, you know, so many different uh, people, customers. It's like the younger generation eat ass is just a thing. It, do you huh. think that's true, or is it just more people talking about it? I, and they're I think people are less ashamed, right? So eating it's always ass been happening. Oh, eating ass has always been a thing. Um, eating ass has probably been more of a thing within the gay community. Well, yeah. um, right. Um, but eating ass has always been a thing. Um, and so, um, and it's always really interesting to me because like they make a distinction between scat and rimming, but like, but there's still poo, right? You know, like you're not, you know, there might not be much of it, but it's still the same area. So I've always found that interesting. What's scat? Oh, scat is, is, um, to do with, to do with poo, okay. right? So playing with poo or doing something with poo, right? Oh, okay. And, right. So, but it, you know, we're, we're in the same area of the body. Um, and so it, it's always been a thing. I think now it's just that um, there's a bit less embarrassment. Also, you've got to remember that the younger generation has grown up with easy access to porn that we didn't oh. have. Yeah, um, right. And, and so that is a thing in porn, um, and, and uh, as well. So you know they've seen it more. Whereas, yeah, yeah. whereas we would, whereas if you were not um, around gay men, 
and you weren't adventurous on your own. Or that is not. Well, or that adventurous <laughs> at the beginning. You know, I'm thinking like when you're young, if you weren't like knowledgeable, nobody had taught you about this. And you were and and probably if you're in, in either your age group or mine, nobody did, and you weren't around gay men, then you wouldn't have known it was a thing. So right. it would have had to have been somebody discovered it. But and, you know, if you're coming up now, you, you watch porn and you um, I guarantee you've seen it. And so people go, Oh, that's a thing too. So, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I don't watch porn. I, uh, I, yeah. think, I've, I think I watched porn once, uh, and it was in a group setting, which was really weird. Like, you know, I had just gotten married, and we had gone over to hang out at some person's house, and somebody put on a porn, and we, I was like, why are we watching this with other people? <laughs> just, um, that is actually the most common way to watch porn, actually. But, really? Or it used to be. Yeah. But for my husband and I, it's like literally one night we were in a hotel and they had Cinemax and they had the Cinemax at night and it was like 15 minutes in. They weren't even doing anything yet, but it was just like a premise. And I was like, that's enough. Let's have sex. Shut it off. Like I didn't, I don't really need that much. Um, but I do like a good, uh, I do like a good book or dirty story, a little naughty, um, you know, dear penthouse. I can't believe it happened to me. Like those stories. And I know they're all lies, but but, you know, with the fantasy stuff, I mean, you know, different people are, are um, activated by different senses. So there are a lot of people who who um, are very visual. And so straightforward pornography is really attractive to them. And there are a lot of people who aren't very visual. And so reading or hearing it, audio porn is a big thing right now. Listening audio to audio porn it. would be good. It, it is. It, it, well, it's excellent. I mean, I make audio porn, so I know, I know. I have fun. It's excellent. It's wonderful to listen to somebody tell a story. And, you know, and audio porn's easy. You can make it yourself, right? You go and get a book and you read it to someone. Or if you're too embarrassed to read it to them directly, record yourself reading a story and send them the story. It's uh, funny because I remember back um, when my husband and I first got married and I was I was reading just like a regular romance novel that was just slightly on the edge of a little bit sexier than a regular you know so it wasn't it wasn't uh erotica it was just slightly on the edge of a little bit more than i would share with my mom you know and mm -hmm. i was reading it and i i you know i remember i looked at my husband and i was like like he says what so i'm like no seriously just read this page and i watch him read the page and I could see that he got aroused and I'm like, say, it's not in my head. This is some good shit right here. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's great. You can do so much with stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that does bring me to another point about anal. Be prepared, be turned on already. This isn't the thing you want to do that you've never, if you've never done it before, it's not the thing you want to do. Let's start and do anal, right? You're not even turned on yet, right? You're barely hot. Right. No, 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 no. Get really wound up and then try it. Have you seen the, um, the video, uh, fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus? No. I was, uh, talking to someone a couple weeks ago and there's these two com female comedians and they're hysterical and i it's uh i i can't remember their names i always want to say it's it's garfunkel and something i think it's garfunkel and oats actually and they have this because we were talking about how in certain cultures the girls are having anal because they're not supposed to have vaginal sex so they need to be virgins when they get married so they're doing anal instead and i'm like 
that doesn't make you a virgin. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, there's this video and it's it's hysterical. I'll have uh, to go look. Yeah, I can. I'll actually I'll send it to you later because I have the link from cool. something else. But um, I haven't. So I don't want to say I've never tried. It's just that the time that we did try, I was so drunk. We 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 <laughs> were so drunk that it just didn't happen. Like we were trying. I'm like, put it in there, and he was like, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't happen, and we have not discussed it since that night. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with anal, right? There are times where I absolutely adore it. And there are other times where it's like, just get the fuck away from me, okay? Like, just take it somewhere else. I don't want to see it. Like, oh, you, oh, you want to bring it around the front? Fine, you can do that. Get away from my ass. You know? Um, and... Um, and I don't know what that is now. When I, when, when I, before I had went into, before I had menopause, before the menopause, because I'm done, the menopause. I've done with that thing now. The times I used to crave anal sex was whenever I had my period. Oh, okay. And I don't know why. I just did. It would be like, that was the only time I ever actually craved it. I'd be like, yeah, I want, I want this. I want this. I want this. Otherwise it was like if my partner wanted it. Then I would enjoy it, but I wouldn't, crave it but when i had my period it'd be like yeah 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 let's do it let's do it right i think we've established through a couple of podcasts with you and myself that we have very different sex drives <laughs> we do <laughs> we do and also very different sexual experiences oh very very <laughs> like i'm still very very vanilla which is yeah. weird that i'm doing this podcast fun. and i'm and i'm talking to so many different people and learning so many different things and Sometimes I'm just like sitting here with my jaw open. And I'm like, really, you have to say something now. <laughs> I usually default to like, interesting. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, you know, it is, it is, I mean, again, like you said, there's a lot of nerve endings. And like we both said, if you are, if you were born with a vulva, guess what? You got a clitoris, the rest of the clitoris is in there. And so it can be really, really pleasurable. And But the key to me to making it pleasurable is to take your time. That makes sense. And, and there's nothing wrong with picking up speed. You're absolutely welcome to pick up speed, but take your time initially. It, it, it just does nobody any good to go. Right. That sounds like um, it would oh, be quite painful. Okay, so I know what I didn't mention. So let's talk about talk about the one that you will never try. Because <laughs> I didn't talk about fisting. Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. So so that uh, goes in the back door too, because I always thought that oh, was. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, um. Okay, so gay men fist each other. Some let's go gay. with some gay men fist each other. Right. Some gay men fist each other. Some some people don't like fisting, but some gay men fist each other. Um, and so clearly there's only a back door there. So that's right. True. Um, and then um, and then fisting on someone born with a vulva can be uh, vaginally or anally. Whew. And that's a lot to take in. Well, yes, it is. Unintended. <laughs> yeah, that is. I, I mean, you know, so for anybody listening that is considering fisting, if I said go slow with anal, let me tell you something. With fisting with, with, with anal or vaginal, go slow. And lube 
more lube than you could ever imagine. Yeah. And, and, you, and you adjusted each stage. The reason that people injure themselves or are injured most of the time in doing these sorts of activities is because they go too fast. They don't allow their bodies to adjust. Yes. And you have to allow your body to adjust. I, even if you like rough sex, you're, you're not going to like, you may like the roughness of it while you're doing it, but you're not going to like the healing process afterwards. Right. Right. Um, remember that you have to keep, you know, okay. You know, being very blunt. If you tear a bit of your vagina, it might sting when you pee, but you're not having something pushing through it, pushing through it, pushing through it. Right. If you tear or you get a fissure in, in, in the anus or you, you, know, you, you end up with a polyp there because of an injury, you, you're pushing stuff out over it, right? So you're going to keep stretching it and keep stretching it. It takes a while to heal. And also and, that's and a fuck ton of bacteria. Yes, and, and, and that's the other bit. So you have to remember that, yes, I mean, this is waste and there is bacteria. Um, and you don't want to be letting that bacteria into the blood. So you need to be really careful. If you do get an injury, please, 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 please take care of it. Um, you know, you, you need to make sure to disinfect it. If, if you feel ill at all, you go to the doctor and you have a look at it. If you actually do get an injury or a tear back there, you really should go to a doctor and let the doctor look at it. Right. A lot of times they feel worse than they are, right? It's like, you know, like you get a splinter and you think it's a huge thing and it's actually tiny like that. <laughs> you know. So here's a question. Um, I had heard a story about someone who had, for lack of any sort of better ways to say that, just destroyed their butthole from too much anal and had to go get it restrung, I guess. <laughs> like, is that really a thing or is that like a um old wives tale or urban legend well i mean i so no, no i don't know about um permanently destroyed i certainly know that um if you have a lot of uh, very vigorous anal sex with rel relatively large objects put in you will have a looser sphincter right yep stands to reason you'll stretch yourself and, and can that stretch, be fixed uh i imagine it can be fixed um, but if you think about it, it's like, think about, can you fix a stretchy vagina? Mm. Yeah, but yeah. my vagina's not holding in poop. <laughs> no, but the, I, no, I, I, you might feel like there's less need to fix a, a stretchy vagina. So yes, you can, you can overstretch yourself. And of course, if your sphincter is loose, then you might find yourself slightly incontinent. Okay. Yeah. So it's a thing, but you have to have an awful lot of anal sex to do that. All right, right. That's good to know. I right. think We're that's not, relieving for a lot yeah. of people. Sometimes you might be stretched for 24 hours and maybe you will have, you know, maybe a little leakage. It's, it's going to come back, a, but that's not a given, right? That's not a given. You know, usually people close right back up. Um, you can have very, very bad tears. Okay. And, um, that require significant medical intervention and it's not fun. And then remember, um, just as anywhere that is a stretchy mucous membrane, scar tissue is not stretchy. Yeah. So when you do something like that, you cause further issues down the road. 
Um, so the idea is to try and avoid it. Yeah. I, I met a guy once upon a time who tore himself with just an extremely large poop. Yep. And can, uh, it took him a while to recover from that. Yeah, that can happen. You know, that can happen. It can, so it, it's, it's something to be aware of and, 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 and do your best not to do because it's unpleasant to recover from. It's, it's harder to recover from. Right. So go slow, use lube. Now, when we're talking about toys, when I do my comedy, I, I say that anal beads are generally designed for men, be, people with prostate glands, because that's what it's designed to stimulate. And then butt plugs are probably more pleasurable for women, but it could be for either. Is that, is any of that true? Um, anal beads can be enjoy, enjoyed by anyone. Um, I mean, I remember some of the early porn films with women with anal beads. That was like the first time I'd seen an anal bead where they were pulling out their pearls and they pulled them out one at a time, right? Um, it's certainly, they stimulate a prostate very well. Okay. So certainly they stimulate a prostate very well, but they can be enjoyed by um, people who have vulvas. Um, but would you but say they're more pleasurable for the prostate gland because of it's hitting it as it's coming through, whereas for us, like you mentioned that the clitoris is probably down in that area that that feeling of fullness pushing on the clitoris would be more. I mean, maybe I, I'm am not, I not, all I want to hear is that I'm not wrong. Oh, but <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I, and you know, it makes sense what you're saying, but I, I've not ever really heard that. It makes sense what you're saying. Um, I mean, I certainly think that there are different shaped butt plugs too. Like, so they make, oh, yeah. stuff that, they make stuff that is deliberately for prostate. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got them. The kind that go in and up, and they they kind of yeah go all. Oh, I do know one thing that we have neglected to actually say. I think we alluded to it, but we did not say it. Nothing should go in the butt that either does not have a solid base on it, a handle to hold on to, or is attached to a human. Right. Thank you. Because your butt will suck it right up in there. Right. You need to be careful that you don't put small things in your butt that you're not going to be able to find. Okay. And no hamsters. No, it's so funny because that's literally the conversation I had yesterday with, with a, an ER nurse. Apparently like her first day on the job at, at this new hospital, it wasn't her first day as a nurse, but it, the first day at this new hospital, she had gone in and she told the guy to have a seat and he's like, no, I'm fine. And him and his wife had just let go of whatever it was and whoop, right in it went. And uh, she said, the doctor said, uh, I have good news and I have bad news. He said, the bad news is that you're going to have to have surgery. And the guy said, well, what's the good news? He goes, well, I, I got it to turn off. <laughs> and, and then it was just like the whole, but just, that's not, again, that's not an urban legend, is it? Are there people who... I'm sure there are people who have lost things up their butt where they've had to go in and get it. No, no, I'm talking about the hamsters. Like there are Oh no, there, no, there are people who have put Oh yeah, no, that's not an urban legend. There are people who put it uh, look, there are people who put everything up their butt. I think Eddie Eddie Murphy did a song about it. Probably. <laughs> some years ago. Um yeah. yeah, no, there are people who do things like this. You know, they enjoy it, they stimulate it. Just like, I mean, you know, yeah. I remember being um, quite young and girls who used to put cucumbers 
in their in their vaginas. Yeah. And I was like, why I would was, you why would you want to put a cucumber in your vagina? Because it's you know not a sex toy, but it's bigger well, than a dude. Because, because they couldn't get sex toys, right? You know. I remember one of my friends had gotten me. So back when I was like twenty or twenty one, my friend got me a T-shirt that said. So such and such number of reasons that a cucumber is better than a man, which now when I look back at it, it's like, how hysterical is that? Because I was definitely not into sex toys back then. But then I, I wore this t-shirt one day and I'm just at the grocery store shopping and this guy is looking at me really weird. I'm like, why is he looking at me? And then I realized that I'm wearing the cucumber shirt and I'm picking up cucumbers at the same time. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I literally threw that shirt away when I got back. But um, yes, I do know a woman who put the gear shifter of her car. I mean, I w she didn't put it in her. She put her vagina over the gear shifter of her car. And she told me that of her own free will. Yeah, I'm sure there are lots of women who have done that. Mm. It doesn't appeal to me, but... Um, yeah. So just having sex in, you know, you're having sex in a, in a car with your partner, and you're like, hey, look what I can do. You know? I don't think you, she set out the evening to do that. I think she just turned into an also-ran. <laughs> an also-ran. So we were talking about, like, safety before and, and poo and all of that bacteria. Um, so you want to sterilize your toys, guys. Hmm. Well, um, at the very least, make sure you use the toy cleaner that's designed to clean toys. Yeah, I mean, but like remembering that um, it's really important to do that with vag vaginally because you can get bacteria, but it's, it's like twice more important to do that if you're putting things in your bum. And right? don't put anything in your vagina that you once put in your bum. Yes. That do not switch lanes without going and cleaning ever. It's and that doesn't matter whether you're talking about a toy or a penis or a finger or anything else. Don't switch no lanes. Difference. Do not switch lanes because it is the quickest way to an infection. The yeah. quickest. Such an in fact, it you know, when, when they teach children with vulvas how to wipe themselves, right? You remember the whole deal. You wipe from front to back, from front to back. Never from back to front because you're pulling bacteria from the rectum to the vagina. So it's the same. Do not put anything. Don't switch lanes. Just don't switch lanes. Without going and washing and cleaning. Sterilizing. Sterilizing. Well, you know, I don't know too many people are going to sterilize the penises, but, you know, make sure you Well, I meant, yeah, toys and stuff like that. Yeah. Make sure you give it a really good wash. And so, like, a lot of people think, oh, sterilizing, it's pain, it's pain, oh, my God. But like I showed you, I have this little, lovely little, it looks like it could hold a wine bottle, right? It's about yep. wine bottle holding size. And it is um, from a company called B-Vibe, and they make a lot of anal toys. It's a really good company. It's an American company. And um, you undo the top. I'm charging it right now. You undo the top, open it up, throw the toy in, sterilize the toy. Yeah, our, our company now, has... Gonna, that, can we say if you're going to do that, please wash the toy as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? I'm not, you know, you wouldn't believe how many people don't. Yeah, no, like, I oh, make it... sterilized, so that means I'm washing it. No, no, it's clean. No, no, go run it underwater or use the toy cleaner, right? And yeah, then yeah. put it in there and then take it out. 
I'm big, like on my parties and anything that I do, I'm very big on, on uh, if you have a toy, you must have a toy cleaner. If you have a toy, you must have a toy cleaner. If you have a toy, you must have a toy cleaner. And toy cleaners are not the same as your shampoo or your dishwasher detergent or your laundry detergent. They're designed to clean your toys and also keep them safe. So you don't want to use a cleaner on your toys. It's going to damage the toy or give it micro anywhere for the bacteria to hide. So use a toy cleaner. And, and actually, if you want to be really safe, if you're going to share your, so toy cleaners are when you're using your toys with you and you're, you and your partner have a set of toys that you use on you. If you're going to share toys, use condoms. Oh yeah. Just I love condoms for everything. You know, like, just, I think it's just comes no, standard. It, it, well, and it is, it's just safer. So just use condoms rather than take the risk. It's not 100%. worth the risk. Now, um, if you have been thinking about maybe I'll try anal and, you know, oh no, I didn't really want to. Let me tell you that the positions that people often do anal in are more COVID safe. So <laughs> there's a, an organization over here um, that um, gives and guidance. You're in the on, UK, right? Yeah, in the UK. It gives guidance on HIV and AIDS and things like that. And um, they came out with advice about COVID. And they were dead serious. They, they came out with positions that were best. And facing away from each other is the best position to have sex right now. <laughs> if you're already living with somebody and sharing their space and sharing their you know, the bathrooms and what, okay, if you're going to hook up with a stranger, do it that way. But if you're married or you're with a like long-term yeah, partner, it, again, do whatever it's, you yeah, want. it's just like, I mean, use your common sense. And unfortunately people don't very often, but use your common sense and, and, and don't act as though, um, like little infections are no big deal. You don't know what infection is going to be a big deal. Right. Um, and so really, just it's always better to be be safe than sorry in that situation, and you know so that means you need to make very careful decisions, like particularly if you're going to eat ass, right? Yeah. You need to make decisions. Everything I, I'm saying, do, yeah, like I know, like I don't know, I've never done that, but I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because 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 you know, if, if you clean the area really well and there's no poop in, because obviously you're not getting deep in. And when you, when you clean your butt in preparation for, for some type of sex, when we say there's a, there may be a little poo, that's usually deep, right? Right, 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 right. Right. If you've done a good clean on that, on that area, there's, there, there may not be any poop left, right? If you've done a really good clean. I have a strange question. What's the bidet situation in the UK? Um, some places have them and some don't. Yeah, because I, I just, I've been noticing like a lot of UK comics and they talk about the United States like, well, we all have bidets. What do you guys, you know, you just smear it with some toilet paper. And I'm like, wait, like I went to Italy and my five star hotel had a bidet, but then the restaurant I went to had like a hole in the floor that I had to hover over. So the yeah, fuck are you guys talking about that you guys are all advanced on the butt cleaning technology? No, we don't all have bidets and bidets are actually not butt cleaners. They're vagina cleaners. Well, the one that I was looking at on Amazon is to clean your butt, but that has an attachment to hit the vagina. So I put but, that on my Christmas list. Yeah, you know, depends on you know depends on culture. A lot depends on culture. 
whether people use stuff like that or not. And I, you know, it's just it's just like me. Make sure that your hygiene is good, yeah. particularly if you want to do ass eating. And um, um, by the way, from the person whose ass is being eaten, remember that if the person who's eating your ass has like um, gum infections, Ooh. and you have tears, you may not know they have gum infections, and you have tears. You could that they, they could pass germs to you. And of course, if they have gum, you know, if they have not maybe gum infections, but just slightly raw gums, you could pass germs to them. It, it, God damn, you're making none of this sound palatable. I, well, <laughs> you, know, the thing is, is that, you know, I'm not trying to put people off. I'm trying to get people to risk assess. You risk assess and you decide what is an acceptable risk for me in this situation. So um, do I know this person well enough to fluid bond with them? Right. <laughs> right I'm just, yeah, I'm just something, saying like I am I am never not gassy enough to let somebody do that to me because I just I'm afraid I'll get super excited and relax and then poof and that might happen I don't want that to happen you know I mean you know that's gas is a thing right so um I you know it, it's Oh, that was the joke I used to tell. I won't even let somebody put a finger in my ass because I'm so gassy. It's just going to sound like a balloon flying across the room. It's going like... <laughs> Listen, my husband re refilled my wine glass, listeners. I'm a little tipsy at this point. But let's be real. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> You know, I mean, if, you, if you're thinking about, you know, you're thinking about um, safety stuff and, and all of that, it's, it's making decisions and nothing is 100% safe ever, okay? Let's just get, get your head around that, right? And 100%. so we make, we make choices based on, based on that. And, and we make, you know, hopefully you make considered decisions. So if you're married to somebody um, and you have an, um, a monogamous marriage and you have an agreement that you're not going to sleep with other people, that doesn't mean that that would never happen, but you can be reasonably sure if it's a good marriage, you hope, partnership, right? And a good partnership that that, let's say that contract's going to be kept. So you fluid bond with them and don't worry about it. Right. You know, That's if you're fair. meeting someone on, if you're meeting someone on Tinder, <laughs> the night you meet them, you know nothing about them, use a condom. Amen. Okay. So Dr. Lori, thank you so much for coming on and talking about anal. This is enlightening. And also I had a great time. Um, I like to end my podcast with a little question from my things they don't teach you in school box. It's a crazy mix of fun facts, random trivia, and totally useless knowledge. And so if you're a regular listener, you may have heard this before, but you probably forgot because I did. So our weird sex question of the week on average, how long does a sexual intercourse last? Do you want me to answer this? Yeah, that's for you. Three minutes. You know what? It's a little bit higher than that. It's five minutes. Ah, okay. Yeah. That was my next choice. Yeah. Cause I mean, if not you're, long. it's not <laughs> long, it's not. And, and I feel like it's, it's unfair it's, it's kind of an unfair question because if your partner has did a good job arousing you and you've done a good job arousing your partner, intercourse doesn't have to last that long. 
Right. And, and, and I also like to remind people that intercourse, it, it isn't a race to the intercourse. Right. Like intercourse is one activity you might do. You might dis dis dispense with it all together and, and be given each other oral and come and have a wonderful time. Right? Exactly. Which is so, why my first book that I ever write is going to be called The Lost Art of the Dry Hump, because you can have complete sexual pleasure and never actually have intercourse. <laughs> Well, I know uh, such a huge, huge, huge thing to remember because for a lot of people, I actually was, um, um, I, I did a podcast today, which is going out um, next week, which is um, on illness and injury. And we dealt with the fact that for some people, intercourse becomes impossible because it is just too painful. Right. And so we talked about how much, how much you can do when you decide to have outer course. Oh, that's awesome. So how can people find you? Um, the easiest way is to head over to Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee that dot com. And so that's spelled D R L O R I B E T H B I S B E Y.com. Um, or email me at Lori Beth at Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Dr. Bisbee. Um, on Facebook, it's Lori Beth Bisbee. And uh, YouTube, it's Lori Bisbee. LinkedIn, it's Lori Bisbee. I'm on TikTok now as well. That's Lori Beth UK. I saw that. I know. It's a, it's a new thing. It's fun. Um, if you want to listen to the A to Z of sex, go to bit.ly forward slash A to Z of sex radio. Awesome. So if you are listening to this podcast for the first time and you've just stumbled upon it, you can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed. You can also find me at standupcomedysexed.com and also raylenetaskoski.com. That's my speaker website. I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, and politely share an alternate point of view and generally let us know what you think of this episode and any other episode. So search for Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed Podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and let us know how we're doing. Dr. Lori, thank you so much for taking the time to come to my podcast. I completely appreciate it. I learned so much today. I had a blast. Thanks so much for having me. All right, thank you. Have a good night. You too.